361 Commission is your family. The family that cherishes the principle of unity and connecting people from all different backgrounds. The family that values the principle of trust and ensuring our words are binding as we push on uncharted boundaries and embrace different partnerships. That demands the principle of loyalty and remaining committed and dedicated not only to the process, but to each other as we learn and as we grow. The family that lives with the principle of integrity and remaining true to those principles at all times. And most importantly, the family that breathes the principle of execution by any means. Unity, trust, loyalty, integrity, and execution. We are the commission and this is our family. This is special. Um, it's been a while since the five of us had the opportunity to sit down, discuss things. It's nice to see everybody here. Nice to see all your old man. It's good. It's yeah. love. You know, the last time we sat down for the round table, it was November 19th, 2019. Think about that, y'all. November 19th, 2019. That day, we did our first photo shoot with B in front of 361. You know what I mean? Grandma's house on South 19th Street. Then we rushed down to do our, our first round table. And then from there, we took off to playing for keeps, our first event. That was, it's been a long time. So, this is exciting for us. This is the round table too. Thank you for joining us. We are 361 Commission. And I think so much has changed since then. That was, you know, that was pre-COVID. You know, that was before we had any gamers signed to management. You know what I mean? We were out here pushing content ourselves, playing video games ourselves, doing everything we can to push and crawl. So this is exciting, man. The business has changed. We felt as a, as a team, as a leadership board, it was important to sit down and discuss what has changed with us, you know? It's been a maturation of our business, of all of us personally, uh, socially, whatever it may be. You know, it's been a, a growth and development of everything that's going, been going on with this business. So we're excited. It's a lot we want to discuss. And you know, um, the first time we sat down, we had our, our, our brother, Devon, Infinite Devon Prince on Instagram. Make sure you go check him out and follow him. The first time we sat down, he was our host. Um, and you know, being so close to Ryan and I, it was, it was a genuine sort of conversation that we had. We, we wanted to make sure we kept that same energy this time. Um, but you know, we, we didn't want to have a host this time. So shout out to Devon and thank you. Y'all yeah, Froggy Files, check him out. Froggy Files, <laughs> that's a fact, man. But you know what, we wanted to keep this conversation organic, as I said, so, you know, I want to start off, you know, just throwing out to anybody who wants to pick it up, man, you know. We asked this question two years ago, too. What is 361 Commission? He looks at me as he says it, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess I gotta kick it off. Before you even answer that question, we were playing video games ourselves. Man, I was thinking about that, man. I almost broke me the tears. I got more. <laughs> Yeah, I was waking up early, six in the morning, trying Screaming. to it. But you know what, though? <laughs> that helped me and Peyton. Just me and my son with our relationship just playing more. Because, you know, it was always basketball school. That just was something that he enjoys doing it so much. It was kind of cool to get back to it. You know, so, and I think, like, when you talk about what is 361, like, that's it for us, right? Like, family. Um, and, you know, you talk about gaming. I think when we came here two years ago, we said esports. And so, over the course of the last two years, and I know we still flexing, finesse, and figuring it out, but I feel like we realized esports is a billion dollar industry, two billion dollar industry, and then we realized gaming is 200 billion dollar industry, yeah. 
and we just kind of opened up the scope of what we looked at. Like I think we, you know, gaming to me is the is the right in the middle of the Venn diagram between technology and entertainment. And we want to touch all of it between the gaming, the game development, the animation, the content with Shaq's talking about. So I feel like we're a gaming and, and entertainment slash content company. Yeah. You know, and that's what we morphed to. I don't know, Shaq, what you think? I agree. I mean, I think you summed it up pretty well. I mean, gotta be so flexible, so malleable to try to figure out. It's not like being like water, like Bruce Lee said, right? You know, <laughs> the industry is just so new and it's always changing. A lot of transactions happening, you know, a lot of interest from the gamers and what we want to do. You know, just being fluid, but I think at the core of everything is, is, is the family. You know, the family foundation and just making sure that we can give that energy and that mindset to the, the gamers and the, the content creators and everyone else that we're working with. Super important. Super important. That's why 361CF, you know, the nonprofit we formed was so important too, right? Because I think we realized... Oh, was CF meeting. Yeah, Commission Families, 361. So 361 Commission Family, you're right, my bad. Um, but I think that was important for us to create because we were struggling, right? we wanted to give back, right? We, Shaq's all about community and engagement. And, and then we're looking at the revenue. Ivory's like, listen, man, you got 12 months, or I'm out. <laughs> you know, and so I think by us splitting that up, where we're able to make that impact, you know, we can talk about like moments of excellence, what we're trying to do there, and then focusing on some of the tournament stuff and competitive stuff that he is doing. I think that helped us a lot. You know, just trying to figure out how the business is going to shape and all the different things we're going to do. You know? No, definitely. So where do we go from here, fellas? <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it, it's been a journey. When I think about the late nights, when I think about Friday meetings, when I think about catching planes to come back home or driving up to Poughkeepsie or you driving back and forth to D.C. on the turnaround. Like, it's crazy to think about some of the things we do or have done, you know, up until this point. And... You know, Ryan always says, like, we're getting an MBA in business, like, just going forward in entrepreneurship. But what do we think about the next 12, 24? Like, and that case study's been real. That case study's been real. Next 12 or 24, like, what, what, what some things on the table for us? What are we, we looking at? I mean, for me, one, yeah, we, we've been bootstrapping this whole thing, you know, and, and I think over the next, call it 12, 24 months, we're really gonna find a way to scale up. Like that's one of the biggest goals I got because you know, we've been bootstrapping this, we put our own sweat equity into it. Nobody could challenge us on that. Uh, and now I feel like we got something that other people wanna be a part of. So I think trying to find better partnerships, investors, other companies to work with and grow like that, that's important for me. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I was to talk about something for the next 12 months overall. More tournaments, man, not just locally, but nationally, hopefully. Something yeah. where it's, you oh, know, I like that. you know, you got, a tournament in Cali, you know, 361, like, you know, you had Death Row East, and they were coming up with that. Like, even we had 361 West, and we got some people out there, and they can manage it that way. Do tournaments in California, you in Texas, Texas, North That was California. the goal, but how hard was it to find gamers? For us, you know, we got, what, five, six guys right now, another three, but how hard has it been? Shaq, all of us sitting here in this table, right? Like, when we got into this, we were like, we're going to be the... We were gonna actually get a pro team because of the challenge we were gonna bring together, but like, that's been crazy. Right. Talk about a challenge, right? Uh, yeah, of course not. And I think we, we can't underestimate or undervalue what COVID has done, right? Because Ian yeah. was talking about the tournaments. We had we had two of our gamers that we met in person at our events. You know what I mean? Our dynamic has always been in person, that interaction. People come and it's a, it's a, it's, it's a 
spectacle. Right. You know what I mean? We put on and we do it. So not having that in the last, what, 24, 24 months? Yeah, 20, whatever it was for us has been tough. Right? You know, so it was it was definitely, and even with the tournament, we talk about the tournaments, right? Us trying to hold our own online, or even trying to get our gamers into something. It was it, it was tough. Or even trying to get that PPP. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get anything for no stars. We didn't get anything for no That was the lift off. Never came through. So here we are. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just thought like the management was something that I thought was really going to work. You know, I was, I was one, of, I was one of the main proponents pushing for it. But I just think um, we got to do it differently. You know, we think yeah. about the management. I think that part of it was definitely tied to kind of like mission statement and what we're trying to do, like yeah. giving back. And the way I looked at it, I used to want to be a, a psychologist before I had the business. I wanted to work in schools. Like that's what I wanted to do. You know, and. Working with the younger generation in the game, but it's just kind of like a relationship you build. Like, now I'm trying to help him not make mistakes. You're trying to keep them on the right path. This is their passion. And then at the same time, this guy, Ian, always going to tell you this is a business, right? So there does come a point in time where you're trying to volley between, you know, what are we doing and how things are working. Yeah. But, you know, in the future, uh, I'm aligned with everyone, you know, definitely trying to get some outside revenue partnerships, sponsorships. It's super important going forward, you know, BMW. Nike, Google are already inside of gaming and esports and they're building a foundation and also just building an infrastructure for it to grow. The capital is very important and I really do look forward to building those same partnerships to help us grow as well. So, you know, we got to hit the ground running there. We're already working on some things and building some partnerships. Um, we definitely just inked our first brand, our first brand partnership with Drop Labs. Yeah. Super yeah. important. That was uh, big. Shout out to out California. Shout out to Drop Labs. Yeah, the sure. Shoe. Uh, basically vibrates when you listen to music, play video games, and it also ties into our desire to, to be in the schools and help other students and people grow because it also has a, a different avenue of helping people learn as well, right? So people with uh, learning you know, conditions can use the shoes and the vibrations to be able to learn, and they're looking to get the game development as well. So we're, we're tying up that relationship. We're very happy to work with them, but we look to strike a few more of those within the next 12 months for sure. So Definitely. Absolutely. Um, especially from a content space, you know, you just look at the next 24 months. We've learned a lot, especially being, you know, on the ground running, like you said, trying to stream and, and, and all of us actually playing video games. But, you know, one thing that we did learn about this industry, you know, it's very different. It's a lot more collaborative than it is competitive. Um, I, I'm starting to for realize. Us at least, for us, at least, for us, I, I think, you know, we, we play both sides of the fence. <laughs> like, you know, we, we can be real defensive, but we can be real um, work, working together and, and big on togetherness. But I think, you know, one of the things that we're starting to realize, or especially me in my space, is that, you know, collaborating is a lot more important. Um, you know, having one person trying to take the lead and, and be the head streamer, be the next ninja, it, it's tough. You gotta be able to communicate. Gaming is for everyone, it's a community. Um, so, you know, that, that's one of the things that I, I'm noticing and one of the things going forward that I'm going to start emphasizing, especially when I talk about the, the interview itself, but collaboration, man, definitely. Reminds definitely. me of uh, J. Cole almost, right? You know, he phenomenal artist, and for years he didn't want to collaborate because he was so competitive. <laughs> and he wanted to put out the best content, he wanted to put out the best music, and he didn't want to collaborate with anyone else. That's what it was? Yeah, that's what it was. was. And he dropped his last album and he just said, like, you know, 
I don't want this to be over and then collaborate and create memories and build relationships with guys who are going through what I'm going through. And, you know, just us projecting that, that desire of perfection and success onto the game is like, hey, you can do this. You know, it's kind of isolating. It's like you got to make sure it's, it's a collaborative, right? Working together and having them work with other teams as well. So it's crazy touching that. Well, uh, drop class wasn't our first though, because Reese had the, the Amazon game one. Oh, you did. That, that yeah, was big. Yeah, that yeah. was big for us too. You know, we got that one this year, which was good. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that I mean, Reese has been solid for us. But the Amazon game on was probably, I guess, our first sponsorship. But Drop Lab definitely in terms of products. Yeah. yeah. Excited about that. Excited about that. So I mean, Rick. I mean, we had a, a good year, man. We had whiteboards every Friday. <laughs> so we connect and we discuss the business. We talk about it. You know, what's working, what's not working. I mean, I can think back over the past couple of what, months we've been having them. What are some challenges, man? The top challenges for the, the past couple of months of the past 24, you know, what, what would you say those were for us? Well, I mean, I think the challenges we've had, we just talked about, right, in terms of just like the COVID, you know what I mean? Just, just sort of going through that, cause trying to get make it through that. But, um, you know, one thing we're gonna continue to sort of have issues with is just figuring out this industry. I think. Our angle will continue to stay the same, you know what I mean, in terms of being a conglomerate of content, entertainment, technology, you know, everything we're doing. But you think about this, because you think about Ryan and Shaq going to that eSports business summit mm -hmm. in September 2019. And they came back and they said, how many, how many lecturers did they see say eSports is the Wild West? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hasn't changed. And, but you, you think about this, the Wild West, you know, and, for what it was, Native Americans, how much got slaughtered during the time, but that was 30 years span. That was 1865 to 1895, that's when they considered the Wild West. So you think about how early we are in this process of what we're going through, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough navigating. I think everyone's sort of trying to figure it out. Every sort of people, every brand we see is still, you know, pushing through, trying to figure this thing out. Because like Shaq said, it's, it's tough trying to say you're gonna be the next ninja. You know what I mean? Like. You know, the management is tough, man. It's like we're trying to be Rich Paul, but there's no industry there for it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're just ahead of the curve. Ten man. years too early. Yeah, it's, that's what it feels like with some of the things. But, you know, it's, it's been a learning experience, yo. I, but I think we'll continue to cause to have those those challenges. You know what I mean? Just trying to navigate the industry. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the key differentiator is just, we just got to continue to be different, man. Yeah. Like I know Ryan always pushes for us to be different, man. Yeah. He's an originator. <laughs> he yeah, wants absolutely. to be. Yeah. He wants to be different. What's that wow. supposed to mean? Well, hold on. What's that supposed to mean? Nah, you just you know whatever the status quo is, whatever this brand is doing, you're like, but that works for them. We're gonna do what works for us. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Though. I mean, that brand may have a blueprint. It could be their blueprint that worked for no, them, that's a fact. and you're just like, we're not gonna follow that. You can take bits and pieces. But make it your own, which is fine. And you know, because that's how you have to. It's just that's more work, fact, right? Guys, that's a, but I'm with it. It's more work, but I'm with it. That's a great point. And I tell you right now, me and me and Ryan have so many arts of arguments about, you know, what is our brand? Really? <laughs> no, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm on camera. I'm like, I don't believe the camera. I'm like, I believe that. It's business arguments. I know. I'm saying. So we go back and forth in terms of just looking at different brands and and sort of. Uh, different platforms, different applications, terms of what we're trying to build out, right? Just looking at what's what's available in the market. And you know, we always agree, I guess, in, in the sense of no one's sort of, our end goal doesn't look like anything else. You know what I mean? It, it might be sort of pieces over there and pieces over here or something, but in terms of what we're trying to build, it's something completely different. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think about what Ian's talking about just in terms of just understanding different brands and what's going on. It goes into like a market research and a market analysis we do, right? In terms of other, other people out there, like, you know, there's a quote out there that I really like, right? It says, ignore your competition, but don't ignore their customers. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So understand their demographic and who they're attracting. Sounds like Zuckerberg. Who yeah, said that? I don't know who it was, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Zuckerberg. I like, I like it too. Though. I do like you it. Know, yeah, so yeah. we just have to understand what what people are seeing, what they like in terms of the content we're talking about. Cause, but even though Ryan talking about original, everything that he talks about is just always here. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think we don't always catch up to it. You know what I mean? When he throws it out, but everything that we're trying to build is it's in advance. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's it's exciting what we're doing. You know? It's, it's exciting. Yeah, like imagine, right? You were talking about we should make our own sneakers, and then we end up with a partnership <laughs> with a company with sneakers. Why not? No, I'm, I'm again. I'm not against it, but then you do like a collab, <laughs> Why right? Not? Like Virgil, he did a yeah. collab with Nike, Louis. Okay, we can end up doing a collab with Drop yeah. Labs for our own, you know, colorway and everything. Hundred percent. I'll be a hundred percent. Right. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will, but I think that's one of the things too, right? Like the creators we look to, to partner with, whether it's, it's Kick Commissions, uh, Kicks Commission, or Manville TV. I think we always try to leverage their strong suits, their their characteristics, and yeah. bring out that creativity. So, yeah. Travel Labs would be perfect for you. So that's one thing I would say that does make us different, because we do leverage resources in a unique way, right? Whether it's Manville, whether it's Kick Commission, whether it's Drop Labs. Whether it's any other, anyone else on the Rome, Rome Esports, oh, Rome Esports, no. it, it's so many Olympics. different. Yeah, it's so many different. Don't forget Tap, Tap Esports. Yep, Tap Esports. It's so many different. Bloomfield College. You know what I mean? It's so many different, you know, groups or organizations that we work with that we leverage to just push the agenda of gaming and introducing people to gaming and just letting them know that hey, we're all connected through gaming in some way, shape, or form. You know, it, it's pretty unique how we do that. Like, I think that's one of our strongest points. I was mad though. I was mad when we first, I think it was our second event. And they were like, yeah, you're not gamers. I, st I still take that personal to this day. Though. I remember that. You know, you know I, I, I still do. It's, it's not a lie, but it's not completely the truth, right? Because we- Don't define a gamer though. But you, see, that, that's the thing. Uh, an esports gamer, right. we're not. Esports, okay, I, I'll take that. We're, we're not We're not on a professional level where they're practicing 12 hours a day. I get that. That's not what we do, but in, in our era, when we were coming up, we were that. We but, were that. But, but, Invented. But we're gamers. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying we're not, gotcha. okay. but on that level, we're not that. You know what, I don't even take offense to that because at the end of the day, you know what, even if we aren't, we aren't, and we're learning it. No. You, 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 can't, you can't accept that? I think people, nah, I think people get, okay. people don't want to be called a gamer, <laughs> right? Because they think yeah. that if you say that you're a gamer, it's that a means that you're either in the basement or the attic, in a chair, playing. That doesn't mean, I mean you, you, you're getting like, to work and you're on your phone, you're playing mobile Call of Duty. Nah. You can say you're, you're a gamer, game. right? Yeah. It, it doesn't game. have to be in a box, yeah. right? And I think that when you look at the demographic that we're working with, when I say underrepresented, I mean women, I mean people over 30, right? Because we always, always think it's like little kids, right? Yeah. So we're talking about gender, we're talking about age, and we're talking about race, right? Underrepresented across the board. Right. Like, they're gamers in all shapes and sizes, right? So. I don't agree with saying that we're not. You know, you're saying a professional pro athlete gamer. Of course, none of us are. We all, we all do. But we are gamers, like in some fashion. And I think that we need to just break down the barriers. I say we're a casual gamer. But you still use the word gamer. But, no, but we are. That's what I'm saying. We're, but it, it's levels. But let me take it a step further. Though. Okay. Right. Somebody just say we're not gamers, right? And look at us, right? Like we sitting here, 
students right. right. yeah. we bring different experience and I think that's one of the things that intimidates people in this industry we're coming and we're bringing something completely different so the first thing they try to do is push us out by saying we're not a part of that intimate community but in fact we are had a Game Gear, had a Nintendo 64, I had a real Nintendo. Those kids, some, half of these gamers probably weren't even alive when some of that stuff came out. Let's be real. Definitely not. You know, so how could you tell me what I could do? I played the first GTA. You know, do you remember the Liberty City? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the first GTA. The first GTA with the orange cars, it's crazy. Yeah, so, gamer, you can't, I, I take disrespect to that. I really do. <laughs> I know. Great transition to start talking about. Uh, our relationship that we built with Bloomfield College, Definitely. right? So, Prince and Review ranked them, was it number 36 in the country yep. for, for game design, which is an amazing feat, you know, with the Prince and Review, say so number 36 in With the, the 2,000 student undergrad small program, like that's yeah. a really small program. Yeah, you know, so Professor G.J. Leo at Bloomfield College Creative Arts and Technology Center, you know, we ended up building a partnership with them to create our program called the Moment of Excellence. And it's a speaker series over the course of 12 months that we're, we're planning right now. We'll get the details out to everyone. Uh, but we're trying to bring together content creators, entrepreneurs, gamers. You know, we're not limited to just gamers, but just creatives in general. And build a, a mentorship program around that. And I think it's going to be very profitable, very beautiful, and very informative. But other than helping people find their niche in their creative space, we're also going to help Bloomfield get the notoriety it needs to get that underrepresented community aware of how Bloomfield College can help them propel their skills and their, their desires to the next level. So, I mean, anyone else want to chime in on it, they can, but I'm very excited to, to talk about it, to deliver the moment of excellence. Yeah, I think, and obviously like you said it's a great program. I think the other thing I like about it too is now we're connecting, because we're focusing on 13 to 22, right? So we got that, that younger demographic where we can start to influence and put them in a position, because I think a lot of creatives struggle with how do I monetize? You know, we always talk about monetizing your passion. But now that we're getting with Bloomfield, we start to connect with some of these corporations and even with some of 361's original content, we can start to create opportunities for the kids, you know, in, in, in ways that they're not being represented now. We need more Tyler Perry's. Right. We need more Oprah's. Um, you know, even some of the, the tech kind of um, people that we're looking at, what, was, what company was that? ShopSpotter with the technology where they, they can hear the shots. That's a black CEO, um, you know any of those different companies. So I think like, again, technology, entertainment, gaming, entrepreneurship, like that's us, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, again, like I told you before, the difference between a professional game is they're doing it 12 hours a day. Yeah. Versus somebody who's casually gaming two to four hours, they consider you a casual gamer. That, that'd be me, like two hours maybe a night. And, and I just want to include, I, I, I think, you know, like you said, that's passion, right? Like, that's that's what you want to do. Yeah. Not saying, like, you know, the lack of yeah. games that you play, but if you're a gamer, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to play those hours. So, you know, I think one of the hiccups that we run to as far as, you know, finding the monetization on where, these, where it can be in streaming is that a lot of these gamers, um, they're not complete. You know, you, you, we all play sports. We play basketball. If you can't, you know, dribble with both of your hands, you're going to be limited. You can't do whatever you do, you're going to be limited as far as wrestling or whatever sport you may play. And I say that to say that, you know, it's, it's more than just playing video games. You got to be able to produce it, you got to be able to clip it, cut it. How many people we talk to and you're like, you can't clip it, cut it, all right, well, let me call so-and-so and see if he can do it for you. But if you can do that yourself and be a total package and also chase your algorithms and, and understand what these platforms are looking for, yeah, you'll make money. Like, so, so that's the thing too, then. You say you're a gamer, 
but you're probably a casual gamer. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's one of the issues that we had to figure out the difference between really determining the casual gamer and somebody like you said that is a maybe not a professional, but budding professional wants to be a professional that actually is going to click that content. Right. Yeah. I, I would even argue, right, it goes even beyond the gaming. It goes someone that sort of has to adopt what we are trying to give. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? In terms of, you know, we took on a, a couple of, of our gamers who we had weekly sort of film sessions with. You know what I mean? Yeah. We did we, we did book, book club with, you know, we read Town is Overrated by Jeffrey Colgan. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we were towns overrated. Like we, we did things. We had brought a nutritionist. You know, yeah. sort of work with some of our gamers. So, you know, some of them were receptive at at times. Some of them, you know, we didn't get a chance to. So it goes into more just consistency across the board. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The clipping, the editing, to actually wanting to take this on and just sort of embody our principles, you right. know, our yeah. values, and what we're trying to do. I think that's important to sort of speak on. But you know, the, the content itself. Um, you know, a lot of our gamers or content creators now, pardon me, are, are YouTube, you know what I mean? So I think it's strong, it's, it's a big emphasis to put on that. They have huge sort of YouTube followers, mm. you know what I mean? So I think going forward, what what sort of what sort of ways do we help them? Do you have any ideas? Because I hate to put you on the spot. But you know, do we have sort of any ideas in terms of like the YouTube? Because the platform doesn't change, it's the consistency, right? Right. So I, I would say we'd be somewhere along the consistency Everything else? I think I think you know these these guys that we are working with they do have a lot of following, mm -hmm. um, especially on YouTube. I think one of the things also that goes into it is transparency. Mm -hmm. I think you know a lot of the streamers that we come across they want to stream but they're not as transparent. Mm -hmm. They're not on camera. You know they 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 don't do it consistently enough. You know they want to know what you're doing. People who watch your stream want to know what you're doing just as if they understand you. So I think as we continue to go and and, and grow um, with these gamers. Um, we just have to help them be more transparent mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean you know being on IG with a bunch of cash or it's just helping them get in front of the camera and understand that you have to dedicate yourself because people are expecting something out of you. Mm -hmm. They're looking for you, they're looking for your time and everything. But they're also looking to, to see who you are as a person. Right. And that's one thing and, and, and when we think about how to stay connected to the following, right? One thing I think that I didn't understand, I don't know if anyone else understand, is like, yeah, it's more than just clipping the clips yeah. and putting up the content. Right. If you think about anyone who has the highest following on Instagram, right? You really have to be transparent. You don't have to be vulnerable, but you have to be transparent. They want to know who you are. Like, you know, what food do you like? You know, are you single? Right. Like, they, they want to know who you are. And, and I think that a lot of the gamers now have to understand that it's more than just showing them that you're a good gamer and you have this controller and this chair and you know how to play, like who are you? Mm -hmm. What makes you different? It's kind of like going to an interview, right? Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of people want the job, but when you go to that in-person interview and you talk about your resume, but you talk about who you are, they might say, I want to give this guy a shot because I like him, right. you yeah. know? So, you know, a lot of these gamers need to understand that it's, it's more than just your skills and ability as a competitor and an athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, it's who you are as a person as well. And well, you grow. when you talk about that, right, and Question for you, I mean specifically, when you think about the sponsorships that you're trying to get for the gamers and for us, how do you how do you go about that process? Like where do you start? If a gamer comes in right now and he says to you, let's say he's streaming, he's got 30,000 YouTube followers, 3,000 on Twitch, what are you saying to him, you know, because we've been searching obviously for these sponsorships so long, what are you saying to get him in? And then what brands are you kind of looking for that makes sense just from the initial kickoff? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty open. You know, my, my spiel is pretty much the same every time because I don't want to change my formula. But I, I really look to figure out, you know, what is it you're interested in, right? I don't want you, you can come to me and say, hey, find me sponsorships. 
and then you're gonna be ended up doing things you don't want to do. Right? <laughs> it's, it's a weird situation, almost being like 1099. Well, then they don't do it. No, no, they don't. Do it. We've run into that issue where we build solid relationships with people, and the the gamer was like, uh, wasn't really interested, and, and it kind of messed up our reputation. And we, we worked very hard to build this way that we built it. But then, so you know, when I talk to the gamers, I figure out like, what is it you like to do? Right? Give me a list of, of companies you like, you use, you enjoy. It'll be easier for you to build this relationship if you want to use this product or yep. you want to build it. Now, there is a part of it where they don't really know, we have to go out and find it, but a lot of the gamers that we've worked with, if you're proactive in bringing in a couple of companies that you want, then we're gonna be like hungry dogs and go and find that contact person and get them on the phone and get you that deal. Yep. But, you know, we would rather you come to us and then also we'll go and, and build that relationship for you or we can come to you. But a lot of the gamers that we do work with, they don't want to do the business side. Yeah. Right? They want to be no. creative, they don't want to think about business, and that kind of causes a problem when it comes to sponsorships because that is the business side of it, right? Yeah. When you think about the revenue that comes into esports, the numbers may have changed, but when Goldman Sachs put out the, the document about a year and a half ago, it said it was over 60% of the money was coming from sponsorships. So it's like, if you don't want to do the business side of, of gaming and, and esports, right, to become profitable, you're, not, you're doing it because it's fun, but you want to make money, yeah. right? There is a business aspect to it that you have to address and you have to adhere to. So, you know, th those were a couple of the road bumps. But like you said, what are you interested in, right? Tell me what you like, identify some companies, and we're going to go out and find that person, whether it's the head of marketing or, you know, the, the business development director, and we're going to build that relationship for you to make sure that we can get you that sponsorship. So, I'm trying to figure out, though, I want to find more small brands. You know, because everybody, it seems like everybody's hunting for those big fish, like all the same companies, right? Your HyperXs, you know, all your different companies. But I wish there was a way that the smaller companies would be able to appreciate all the streaming and the viewership and everything that you could bring. Like, maybe that's something that we do and bring, right? Like, we start to think about so many small businesses. But it's just challenging because, again, there's so many people fighting for that same big fish. Yeah, well, you, you got to remember, if a company is giving you, even at, like Ray Bank, right? Mm -hmm. If they give you glasses, they're not gonna give it to the guy with 20 followers. They gotta see some return on their investment. Yeah, 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 no, but I'm saying the smaller brands. Like, so let's say it's like, it could oh, like be a, a local, local restaurant. like mom and pop, like those, yeah. those restaurants, those designers. Like, I wish they saw it as a way to really be able to market, because that would be easier for us, right? Yeah, like, I don't see it till it's too late. Yeah. That's how that yeah. normally goes. Yeah. They normally come on the end when then it's gonna be harder for them to get in again. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, relationships are important because when you think about it from like a sponsorship side, like if they're addressing, like you say, our demographic, when I say our demographic, the, the underrepresented, you know, like women, you know, people over or under a certain age, you know, race, gender really doesn't matter. That, that underrepresented community, it benefits the company because you're basically shortening the journey to a new consumer by introducing them to your brand. They give Eric a sponsorship. You know, then Eric has X amount of followers that don't know about, you know, exactly. this brand. Er and now exactly. a whole new demographic of people, a whole new consumer is coming to your product, yeah. right? So it benefits both ways. The company becomes more profitable because yeah. they went into a new market mm -hmm. and now you introduce your brand to a new consumer, mm -hmm. right? Which could be women, which could be people over 30, people under 16, it could be, you know, whatever you want to say it is. And then from the consumer side, for your craft, right? If you are a game or if you are a content creator, you're introducing yourself to new products, right? Maybe higher quality products to produce a better content, to game more comfortably, to do different things without just keeping things stagnant. You gotta stay fresh. So, you know, it definitely benefits both sides. 
you know, and even in a monetary aspect, if it's an affiliation or it's a paid sponsorship, there are ways to kind of milk the juice out of that, that relationship. But, you know, it's a very exciting time in gaming to figure out, you know, how it's going to work out. So, you know. You know what, though? I kind of look at it like this, right? Because, like, you know, I do retail real estate. And when you look at, like, some of these big retailers, whether it was, like, it could be a Target, it could be a Whole Foods. I remember Whole Foods wouldn't come to a city like North. You guys know they're here now. They wouldn't go to a Harlem. They wouldn't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, these companies are looking for so much growth that now they're starting to value the dollar in our communities. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting to see. You'll see a Target in downtown Brooklyn and Compton or wherever now. It might be the number one grocery store in the country, mm -hmm. but they won't tell you that. And I think with some of these brands, like you said, either we're bringing them to a new demographic, but our demographic has buying power, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's, it's on us really to make it, make it, make it, I guess, put it in front of those brands and show them that there's power in that. And I think we got that follow. We got that community. Interesting that you say that. So when you think about what they call it, the velocity of money, right? Mm -hmm. Like how fast money changes from like one hand to another and mm -hmm. circulates throughout the community. You know, in our community specifically, that, that, that number's pretty quick, right? Think about, when, think about when those stimmies hit. You know, when those stimmies hit, right? You know, the money that's quick, pandemic's over. Yeah. And one thing that we had a learning experience though this past year was when you know, one of our gamers actually ended up coming to a lot of money, right? So the knowledge we have amongst each other, we're not trying to say, you know, we're playing the sponsorship side. We're, we, it's both sides, right? We're kind of mitigating that relationship to say, we can make you money, right? But then on the gamer side or our side, it's like, we can get you money, mm -hmm. but we now have to teach you what to do with that money as well. So that's one thing that yeah. I'm excited to kind of step into as we move forward. You know, as a month manager for 10 years, we all have experience in some way with, with dollars and managing it and building equity, real estate, whatever we do. So it's not only playing towards the sponsorships. Yes, we, we are going to find you great content creators and make you money, but on our side, we do have that responsibility, not a non-fiduciary responsibility, but we do have a responsibility. <laughs> you know, I gotta say that. Got to. <laughs> gotta say that. <laughs> we, we do have a responsibility to be like, okay, now that you you know created some equity for yourself and you got some cash through this relationship, this is how you keep it. Right? You know, this is how you keep it. We're going to play to the advantage of the velocity of the money and we're going to help the company make money, but through your process and involvement as one of our assignees or somebody that you're working with, we're going to help you keep that money, right? And grow it and make it more active out of it. So, you know. I want, to, I want to jump on game debt. Okay. You know, you guys know it's one of yeah. my favorite topics. It's been one of my favorite topics since 2019. Ian doesn't Since agree. we started. Ian, <laughs> Ian, 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 Ian never, never agrees. He's like, whatever. But I know, Rick, you've been doing some, some work with Unity. We obviously have Kyle Jones Muddy, who, who, who we signed. Talk about game development and, and where you see it fits in with 361, how you think you can use that to activate all this content in our community, and just what you've been working on. Well, you know, I was, I guess, remaining silent. Remaining silent, I guess, as everyone here was talking, because one thing we were focused on throughout, right, was gaming, but there was, slight mentions of content creation and game development, you know what I mean? I think the business has morphed into just beyond this, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, we, we definitely sort of understand, like I said, going back to the Wild West, we're still trying to figure everything out, but we understand where the, the pain points are, mm -hmm. you know, where the, where the power moves are, where the power bosses, where, what companies are aligned to succeed, you know, as, we, as it goes forward. So I think we see it as game development, right? We understand that and I, you know, I took on the challenge for us to sort of hand on hand, get into the Unity, get into the game development using the C Sharp. And it's, it's, and that's because I guess my background, right? Sort of having the Python, knowing how to do Java, doing these sort of things in cyber engineering and sort of the, the IT space, you know, so it, it's been fun. And as we're gonna push forward, I think our games, you know, our in-house working with Muddy, you know. 
I'm excited, yo. I, I think we understand, I hope we all understand in terms of how important the game development is. I don't know if there's always the same buy-in, you know, around the table, but we have to put ourselves there. And, and I'm dedicated to it, you know, and, and I'm hoping that sort of you guys are as well and are sort of investing in me as I do it as well. And I'm well, hoping we you know what I mean? This guy, spending money asking if we're still investing. I, 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 I want by this time next year for me to have three or four games my own, you know what I mean, out there. You know, 2D, 3D, 3D. Well, Valve came out with that handheld PC. I want a, I want a 361 Commission console. Yeah, at the end of the we're day. talking about that for everything. I want to. Oh, you do? Yeah, I want to buy one. The no, technology that's... aspect of it. I mean, Ivory always talked about technology. You know, well, that's yeah. Because I mean, that's where we need to be, right? I think at some point, as we work through this, it's going to be something that we're, we are investing and working in. It, it has to be. It, it has to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you know, our end goal has always remained the same. You know, create a community, help help the community. That's my push to understand. Solution oriented business. It has to be. Definitely. And I'm, I'm excited to see what comes from that. Um, you know, you've been working tirelessly on that, and you know, like it's just all one machine. You know, you get the game dev out. You know, I mean, you get the game development going, running. You know, we'll have content creators on standby, ready to, you know, push what you're working on. Yeah. And, I'm gonna cut your word. Go ahead, no, because it was just—it's a conversation. No, I was just thinking because about it. you're saying that. I know Ryan has sort of the vision of sort of creating or building more partnerships with game developers. So, what kind of game developers are we looking to looking to sort of adopt? You know, and, and bring in house and, and make three six one commission. What? What? It depends. I just want dope games. You know, we talked about it, it, it's so many different ways you can go, right? I mean, I think there could be an educational aspect to it, right? Like, I, I think we all agree that a lot of things that are being taught in school may or may not be the right history that we want some people coming to, so there could be something there. Um, I, I love the role-playing games. Obviously, like I said, GTA Sports. There's so many different things that we can do. Activating some of these characters that we're going to be creating yeah, through these yeah. comic books and these animations that Huge. we're working on. You know, we haven't even talked about that side of the business, but when you start activating that, then you become licensing powers. Now we have merchandise, now we have lunchbox, now we have backpacks, all coming from the 361 Commission original concept. Might be a 361 Commission theme park one day, who knows? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it might be a theme park one day. So I think that it's, it's all gonna take care of itself in that time, but for like other developers, I think it's what Ivory said. Like, we're able to help you navigate the business side of what you like to do. If you come to us, you work with us, we work with you, we create things together and we help you get those things out to the world. You know, and, and that's our strong suit. Like you come to us an idea, we twist and make it better. You know, our weekly calls, you know, with, with all of our different gamers. I think if you sat them all in the room here, they'd tell you how much their lives have improved or at least how they think about mm -hmm. things going forward. You know, so imagine what we could do with somebody who's a creative putting the game together. Yeah. Unstoppable. I mean, game you know? development was super important for the business. And it still is because, it's like, like Rick said, it's always beyond game development, right? I think it just kind of opened our minds up. You know, when we first started, our process was very manual, right? Like, it's kind of like, you know, pull this, push that. Like, it was very manual, very hands-on. And just like the automation of processes is super important, you know, as we move forward. So when we start talking about game development, we start bringing in technology and what we're doing, like that blank that goes over the business makes our, our opportunities like limitless. Like I'm a big proponent of technology, probably because I work in technology, and, and I'm just like blown away by you know what we can do if we kind of pull the right triggers on some software, some development. Like it can make it can kind of consolidate you know just the fragmented amateur space that we have right now with the right technical solution 
to create the right platform to really make this thing go, right? And not only for 361, for the entire industry, right? Definitely need it. So um, kudos to Rick for taking on that task and, and learning, you know, deeper into game development and opening up our minds to see what we can do, man. Like, really excited in that space. That's where a lot of my excitement comes from nowadays anyway. So, you know, just curious to see how that works, man. Curious to see. We talk about tournaments and how important they've been over time for us, you know, just posting and the playing for keeps, the, the art of war. COVID, we lost all that. You know, things were pretty stagnant in the tournament space. You know, Ian, what, what do we do, man, to stay active? Because, you know, just in the past two years, and what do you think for us going forward? How do we sort of push forward with the tournaments, man? I mean, um, overall, we had a couple online tournaments. We had one with OS that you worked out with, uh, where it was like our squad, our gamers that we had versus their gamers. We demolished them in that. Shouts out to OSMYC though. You know, we yep. did, uh, we had, uh, we ended up working up with a partnership we, we forgot to mention with Hype Gamer. Yep. So they do automated, uh, they're the only automated uh, score track yeah. for online tournaments. So we did, we did that. We had one that was like real successful and then we ran another one that was semi-successful, but as time has gone on, it seems like the Warzone space has kind of faded out. Mm -hmm. So with, Gamers, uh, I guess, moving away from Warzone because a lot of cheating goes on and you can't really control the cheating mm -hmm. as you can if you're in person, you can see it. But online is a bit different where there's so many aspects of cheating, we could be here all day going over it. So, you know, we did a couple online tournaments. We did a Fortnite tournament that ended up, we ended up catching everybody cheating. So we stopped the tournament and refunded everybody their money and then somebody decided to say we cheated them out of their money but we refunded everybody. Yeah. And uh, That you know, online space is tough though. Man. Yeah. Online is tough just because you can't control it. Yeah, you know, tough. it's tough to control and it seems, it seems very stagnant because a lot of people don't necessarily want to keep doing online, you know. The weather got hot, people want to do in-person, so for us, it's more so going back in-person, doing what we normally do, which is selling out whatever space we're in, packing it, doing it our way, music, uh, vibes. food, yeah, the vibes are always good, and hopefully meet new gamers that way. You know, like we did last time, that's how we were able to sign, what, two or three of our previous gamers was, well, our current gamers, we signed them from participating in our tournaments. Mm -hmm. So we'll have some tournaments upcoming, uh, various games, you know, 2K, Fortnite. Uh, Rocket League. Yeah, do Rocket some, I know you love Rocket League. But Ian, you know, in-person has definitely helped us identify some of the best talent that, that we were able to come across, right? Yeah. And as head of player development, you're very, very particular in the type of gamer that you're looking for, right? Yeah. Especially to come and engage with 361 Commission. So what type of characteristics are you looking for? What type of qualities as head of PD, right? Like, what do you see to say, this is someone that should put these purple wings, you know, on, the, on their back sure. and, and yeah. say, like, what do you look for? I mean, you know, you definitely have to look for somebody who's engaged, right? Uh, the following part, that's me, Shaq. He can track his social media, but as far as game <laughs> development, and I mean, player development, I'm sorry, as far as that goes, you want somebody who, you don't have to tell the game, right? If you tell them, if Rick says, yo, I need a schedule, I give them a schedule, and they can, you know, adhere to that schedule. Not somebody you gotta track down day by day, like, yo, are you gonna go online today? 
you don't want to have to message him. Like if in in all of our respective fields, nobody has to tell us to go to work. We go, right? And esports is they, they want to be a professional gamer. I shouldn't have to tell you to be one. Sure. If you want to be a gamer, then that's what you want to be. Only thing you sh you should be coming to me like I'm not pushing you hard enough. But I also think one of the things we identify too is bigger pots. And then with the GCS trying to create that revenue stream. Because like you said, you're going to work and getting paid. The esports, the tournament space, eh, it's, I mean, some of those prize pots, they're not really, you know, well, that attractive. For any of our upcoming tournaments, you know, through our partnership with ROM, ROM Esports, you know, we develop relationships with HyperX, DX Racer, and Zally. And with those, we're able to get bigger pots. Yeah. So, you know, a bigger pot definitely attracts a bigger crowd. Smaller pots, a lot of times, the gamers really just want the respect. They're not really necessarily concerned about winning a big pot, but they want the respect, like, I won this tournament. It's yeah. almost like AAU with Peyton. Yeah. It's, they, they play because they love the game. It's not necessarily because they want, the, there's no pot for them. But the pot's not a bad thing to have. Definitely not. We talking, I mean, because we upped it. I think our first tournament was like 500. And now, you know, the ones we got coming up, $2,000, $1,000 pot. So, you know, again, trying to attract that, that talent. Yeah, I mean, you want the, you know, you want bragging rights, don't you? Yeah. So you come get the money. Yep. So Shaq, I mean, we talked about a lot about just the ups and downs of trying to figure out creators and gamers that work for the platform. Tell us a little bit more what type of creators you want to partner with. Like, what do they need to bring to the table? What, should, what, should, what are we looking for? Um, you know, feeding off of him, um, especially what Ian was saying is from the tournament space, um, you know, I'm looking for consistency and dedication. I don't think, you know, one of the things and the most important thing is that we shouldn't be having to remind you to play video games. We shouldn't have to be doing these things, um, especially as management or, you know, just someone who's trying to get you to the next level. Um, I think that's really important, but, you know, most importantly, I think, you know, you need to come with a business plan yourself. Um, there's different type of content creators. There's different type of content you can create. A lot of gamers don't understand what kind of content they want to create off the bat. They don't even know. They just want to play video games. So I think when you come with a business plan or, you know. But not necessarily the business plan, not enacted, but not saying it's already in work because we can help you with that, but just saying have an idea of what That's you actually want. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Because okay. someone coming with a business plan can <laughs> <laughs> be intimidating, but just some type of conceptual idea. Right. Like, this gotcha. is what I want to create, is let us bubble it up. For okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I apologize. And, and, and that's exactly what I meant. Um, because there's different type of content you can create. There's product reviews. You know, you can be a game reviewer. You can do the clip edit. There's so many directions you can take it. So I think, you know, first base, we need to know where we need to take you. Um, so that's kind of important. Um, I think, you know, the next thing that you need to be able to do is you need to be the full package. We talked about that, like, you know, you need to be able to produce and edit your own clips. You need to be able to know how to do that. You need to be on these platforms and you need to be able to take this ring key and use it without me having to sit with you and explain it. Now, if I have to, I will, but we're looking for the complete package. You got to master your skill. Exactly. You, you got to be a master. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, another thing, um, you know, that, that's important is understanding your metrics, understanding the algorithms of each platform that you're on. Um, you know, we talk about Twitch and YouTube a lot, but you know, they're very distant. They're very different from each other in terms of how you can be profitable. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I won't limit any gamer, and you know me, I don't tell any gamer to stream on one platform. I think you should be getting money from everywhere. Uh, that's your bag, go get your bag wherever it's at. So I don't think we should limit it to one platform, but I do think that you need to understand those algorithms. Gotcha. And you need to understand the metrics that you're doing when you're streaming and understand when is your peak points. When do you get the most followers? Like, 
You know what I mean? You should come with us with that certain direction and all that creates a good business plan and, and that's how we would be able to generate some income for you. So, if, hold up, for, for, I, I guess if I could put the ad to that, right? Because I think, because on top of what you're saying, right, is you have to be receptive to sort of take on that advice because we have personally sent out, you know, sort of how do you make your, how do you boost, you know what I mean, your, your Twitch. Right. How do you boost your IG following? We have provided sort of information to our neighbors in the past, you know what I mean? So it's all about them sort of being receptive to, to that knowledge. And I think, you know, we want them to sort of have that concept, it for, you know, conceptualize that's what they want to be, but, you know, we're not willing, it's not that we're not willing to sort of provide these things because we have. Right. You know what I mean? We, we have. Just be receptive to what we're trying to do. You right. know what I mean? Just, that goes down to our, our sort of principles and core values mm -hmm. you know, in terms of how we operate. But I just want to add that in. You know Absolutely. what I mean? I think it's important because of what you're saying. So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, the core values is, is definitely something crazy, but it's hard, right? And Shaq, I mean, you've been sliding in DMs for like the last six months, let's be honest. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. trying, trying to find these creatives. And like, <laughs> Even when I try to do it a couple of different times, like I, I usually find that, like Ivory said, we come from industries where we interact with people. Right. We're deal guys. We just makes things happen, and we're used to interacting. But I feel like some of these creators, they draw back. Like they get, they see an email from somebody interested in their content, and it's like, what's that? Like, <laughs> what, what, what do I do with that? Like, That's what, crazy to me. Is this, guy, is this guy stalking me? Yeah. Um, we want to know how we can make this better. How do you get them to engage back with you? Especially, you know, you're obviously the youngest out of all of us. Mm -hmm. So I think it's easier and maybe that's why I can't do it. But how, how do you get them to respond? I think, um, you know, a lot is social media, a lot of face value, a lot of card value. Of course, you know, me being younger, we have a lot more to talk about as far as music and everything goes. But I think, hey, oh, don't get me started, man. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Dirk D. Herbert. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, realistically though, man, I, I think Chicago. I think communicating, you know, they they want to be in a position of influence. Um, I think you know, just getting them to respond, you have to understand and also respect that um, first and foremost. But also understanding that they do gaming for pleasure in addition to that. Gotcha. So you don't want to really, you know, we all work. You don't want any. You don't want to watch our boss on our back twenty four seven. You know, but at the same time, you know, when it comes to communicating with these guys effectively. Just try to make something, you know, that's relatable to them. Um, in addition to that, you know, just also make sure that gaming is enjoyable. Um, I don't want to just make it seem like, you know, this is something that we're forcing you to do. And that's when the passion comes up. You know, it's you have to be passionate about it. Um, so that, that's the way I look at it. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel streaming translate in, into monetary, monetary value for 361? Um, I think, you know, like I said earlier, we're going to see a lot more collaboration coming up from our direction. Um, I think, you know, with that happening um, and the content creation also being an uh, arm for us as far as a voice for the brand, um, I think we're going to see a lot more momentum come in our direction. Um, I think, you know, that's going to work out for us in the sense that we're going to work with different content creators and not only just gamers. Um, you know, it's a lot more than just us actually sitting in front of the camera ourselves and having our gamers play. 